0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. As we get in the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to encourage us. And actually today, I'd like to talk to you about our recent visit <clears throat> Excuse me to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. I don't know if you've ever been there. They're located in northern Kentucky in the greater Cincinnati areas, the museum, and then just south of there, about halfway between Lexington and Cincinnati is the uh, is the Ark Encounter. Oh my goodness! I want to encourage you if you haven't been there to consider making a little a family vacation, a trip down to that area. You will be encouraged. I've been to the Creation Museum. I can't count how many times. And the Ark probably seven, eight, nine, ten times now since it opened just several years ago. And every time I come away from there, so encouraged, so inspired, and so blessed. I thought I would show a couple, the the Ark Encounter. This is the Ark. This is, uh, when you go there, the first thing you think, this is not my picture, by the way, this is just one of the most beautiful pictures I could find there with the sky and all, but the first thing you're going to think when you walk in there is, wow, just like in the commercials you've seen with the, uh, if you've seen the uh, giraffes. You'll say it's so big. And indeed, this the thing that strikes me when you see the Ark encounter, and you do see the size of it, is they have spared no expense to make it accurate. I like that. I like that. So often as Christians, we don't have the budgets. Indeed, this, they're, really, they're competing with the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. Dare I say, they're competing with the Smithsonian Institute, Museum of Natural History, and with Disneyland, Disney World. And these are places, of course, the Smithsonian has a huge budget, not only nonprofit, but, but, um, government. And Disney, of course, we know is one of the largest corporations in the world and has had years and years, decades, both of these have uh, the Smithsonian and the, and the Disney have been around for decades and decades, and they've got this giant war chest financially. And I've been so impressed with how at the Creation Museum, they have such a spirit of excellence. They, it seems like they spare no expense to do it right, to do it well, to, to do that little extra that makes it seem so much nicer. And yet they've done it all with the free will offering and gifts of people who just care about this topic, the topic of creation and the Bible. It really is encouraging to me whenever things are done that well. And I'll say, and I'll say it is a rebuke to me as I think of my ministry, because so often the first thing you ask if you want to do some idea, and you ask, well, can we afford it? Do we have the money for it? And indeed, I think people of faith, they don't ask that question. They ask, what does God want us to do? And then let's trust Him to provide. I think of how the Queen of Sheba... When she heard about Solomon, she traveled to see the kingdom that Solomon had established. And when she saw it, she gave praise and glory to God for what he had done the great, the, 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 the temple he had built, the order of his kingdom, the way he'd, he'd done things. And I just have to think whenever I go down to the museum or the ark, that's what I walk away thinking. Someone, someone did something excellent here. Someone did something that's very honoring to God and it's worth traveling just to see and be inspired by how it's done. But obviously, and that's the ark I showed you, and then here's the museum. And notice I mentioned the Smithsonian. When you walk into the Museum of Natural History in Washington, D.C., the first thing you see is a big picture just like this. But this is not the Museum of Natural History. This is the arc this is the Creation Museum. We're right inside a giant fossil of I forget which which uh, dinosaur this is right there. And it's right there in the center and it really does remind you of walking into the Museum of Natural History. And this is the counterpart to it. Now by the way, I have also visited the Museum of Natural History many times. There's some pretty amazing things. I mean, it's, it's an incredible museum in Washington, D.C., uh, but it is a monument to evolution. And dare I say that the Creation Museum is a monument to creation and more than that, to God. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it, it's the honor goes to God, the honor goes to the Bible and to the scripture. They call it the Creation Museum, and I'm not going to quarrel with that, but really what this is, a, is a uh, uh, it's, it lifts up the integrity of the Scripture, of the Bible. It's more than just Genesis 1 and 2. This, uh, this, this um, museum... Is a, mon- is a monument it's a credit to the entire scripture the trustworthiness from genesis through revelation and there are exhibits there a lot of exhibits on the the evidences for the bible evidences for the for the life of jesus what was the life of jesus the the, the his importance of his birth his death his resurrection evidence for the resurrection it's much more than just genesis It is a tribute to the authority and the integrity of the entire Bible, and as such, I really love it. This is, of course, what I've been debating on campuses for 40-some years, and I've come to believe that Answers in Genesis really is the premier apologetics organization in the United States and most likely the world to stand up for the integrity and the defense of the Scripture. It's a tribute to the Bible. I find their, their uh, commitment to the Scripture and their, their willingness to say what needs to be said, regardless of whether it's politically correct or controversial or not, is so refreshing. We live in a time when people shy away from controversy and indeed they don't always just seek an argument but where as christians we can't be always backing down we have no reason to we have the truth on our side it's just we need to learn how to present it better more accurately and with great boldness and i've come to believe that they are the premier group in america doing this presenting this with with boldness with courage with accuracy, and without any shame whatsoever. One of the things they do talk about there is the idea of judgment. And the ark, the ark really is a, a reminder of the judgment of God. The flood was one of the great judgments of the Bible. It was would obviously the greatest judgment of the Old Testament, And I would argue the only judgment in Scripture that's greater than this is Jesus when he bore the judgment of God, the wrath of God upon the cross. And secondly, the the consummation of the ages when God will judge the world and Christ will return and set up his kingdom. The Old Testament, the the flood, spoke of the judgment of God. And folks, judgment is a part of God's character— the holiness of God will judge sin. And this is something that's often not talked about. Let's be honest. We'd rather talk about, you know, positive things and God fills you with joy and he wants to save you and things like this than to talk about the, the threat of judgment. <clears throat> and I find that many people today aren't, aren't raising this up. And yet this is critical to salvation. If you think back in your own life, I think back in my life, the fear of judgment played a significant role in my coming to Christ. Oh yes, I wanted what He offered. I wanted to. I wanted a better life. I wanted. I had read the Sermon on the Mount, and I wanted to live that way. But I also had this deep and growing conviction: there's something wrong with me, and God's not happy with it. And I, if I'm not careful, I could end up in a place called hell the scripture speaks so much of judgment. The, the, and, and, and it's a message that we need to remind people. We need to bring put that to mind because people want to forget about it. They want to put it out of their minds. And we are under the judgment of God in our country. and in their, And the judgments on earth are only to remind us that there's a far greater judgment to come the judgments on earth, we want, to be, we want to learn from them so we don't experience that eternal judgment. When you enter the ark, I was impressed by just a very small display right at the beginning where it shows Noah and his family in prayer. And there was a little plaque about the prayer of Noah, and I just thought I'd read it to you. It says this, God of heaven, we ask for your mercy through this terrible storm. You called me to build a ship to preserve my family and the animals that you brought to me, and I have sought to be faithful to honor you in all that I've done. Preserve us now through your judgment on this world as as you have promised, and we will be faithful to serve you all our days. What a humble prayer. What a great prayer. This is how we need to learn how to pray. To God and to remind God to remind God in our prayers of what He's called us to do. And to remember that our purpose is to be faithful to Him. Um, one thing about the the Ark, so much there's so much information. So much information. And I take my interns there because it equips us with so much, so many good arguments that people are asking about God, about the Bible, about Jesus, about other religions, about how we got here. It is a monument, and it is an instruction of earth history and the history of God. I've told the story before about a uh, one of the girls who used to work for me, and uh, she had graduated from The Ohio State University in zoology, where obviously she would have been taught all about uh, evolution and so forth. Now, uh, this girl Mandy was, had a good heart and was a solid Christian, but she had been, you know, through this education system and been trained, and she'd never heard the other side. Well, she went to the museum with us once several years ago, and on the way back, I said, well, Mandy, what do you think? And I'll never forget a response. She said, well, the last few hours have just deconstructed four years of education I got at the university. i was so proud to hear that. Four years of education have been deconstructed in a few hours by hearing the other side of this story. I say again, my friends, we have the truth, but we've got to get it out where people can see it. This is, of course, my message, taking it to their turf. Just a couple other things about the Ark and and Museum I want to point out quickly. Is it kid friendly? Well, a lot of the exhibits, I must say, went over the, you know, we had our two eight-year-old grandchildren with us. And I think a lot of the exhibits went over their head. To be honest, they'd not even heard of evolution until on the way down. And I got a kick out of one of our grandchildren on the way down. I explained, now they're going to be talking about this theory of evolution. They weren't familiar with it. So I quickly explained what evolution meant and how, that, you know, the belief that just from a single cell, everything everything that exists here came from something else. I gave a quick explanation. I got a kick out of my one granddaughter, Nora, who... Uh, her response when I said that and that we'd come from monkeys and things like that, she goes, her response was, um, I'm not buying it. And I thought, good for her. I'm not, I don't buy it either. Is it, But so some of the exhibits, though, went above their heads. But we're surprised with how much they did learn. And indeed, one of our granddaughters, she came home and she wrote up a little comic book type thing to give to us. She brought to us the next day of a lot of the story that she had learned and it was really good it's surprising how much children can learn expose them to some of this and so on and they can learn so much there is i might add plenty of kid-friendly stuff there's this carousel where you 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 ride on a merry-go-round extinct animals that were there before the flood there is a playground that's a lot of fun their petting zoo is amazing and it keeps growing each year the animals you can get right up and pet a kangaroo and, and, uh, uh, goats and sheep and different animals. And you, there's all kinds of animals that you can get real close to a sloth. They were impressed with this huge tortoise. Lots of animals. It's a growing zoo and it's really cool. I think you'll enjoy it. The final thing I'd like to say is that I appreciate we're heading into Pride Month. And one of the themes of the arc encounter is let's take back the rainbow. Folks, the rainbow is our symbol. God gave it to us as a sign that he judges sin, but he would no longer judge the entire world like he did during the time of the flood. The judgment that has come now was the judgment Jesus Christ bore for us. There will be a judgment in the future. The earth will be destroyed, it says, by fire and intense heat. But the rainbow is a reminder. Whenever you see it, it's not a reminder of, of glorying in your sin and celebrating what you should be ashamed of, the rainbow is a reminder of God's judgment and promise, judgment in Noah's time, and promise to us his covenant, never to do that again. We are to be fruitful, multiply, we're to glorify God, we're to honor God. So I thought I would just share this. I'd like to encourage, I'd I'd like to get a trip together there. I haven't planned it yet. I wish I could announce it today, a a time and date and so on. I'd like to get something planned there maybe later this summer or in the fall and invite you all to come join me. I'll I'll be announcing something soon. If you want information on that, make sure you subscribe to my email newsletter. Go to tomthepreacher.com. And just subscribe to the, the email newsletter. I send a daily devotional, but in there I would have announcements so you wouldn't miss it. Uh, but somehow or other, I encourage you, take your family, visit yourself or take your family and uh, and go there. It's really worth it. Kids 10 and under are free, and uh, it'll be worth your visit. It'll be worth your time. Father in heaven, I want to thank you today for the ministry of Answers in Genesis and the... Creation Museum, and the Ark Encounter. Father, it just so inspiring to me to visit there and to see the truth of what we believe from Genesis to Revelation and to see the foundation, the basis. And Father, I want to thank you that you are true. There's nothing you've told us that we need to be ashamed of. Nothing in science, nothing in morality, nothing in any of these areas that we need to be quiet about and think that we don't have the answers. We thank you, we do. And we want to, th- and we praise you. Thank you for those who stand up boldly and proclaim it. And I want to just pray today, Lord, your your protection and your blessing upon this ministry who are, as they courageously declare your word. And I pray, Lord, that many multitudes of people would come. I pray you'd fulfill all their dreams. I know they want to build so many more things and And I pray, Father, help them to manage and steward the money well that you provide them and that you would bring all their dreams of of even to compete with and to be a better destination than Disney or the Museum of Natural History. Why not, Lord? They're honoring you, and I pray that would happen. And so we pray for them, your protection, your encouragement, your blessing upon their ministry. And we want to affirm, Lord, again, our faith in you, in your word, from Genesis to Revelation. We believe it. It's true, and we stand on it, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining with me today. I hope this has been encouragement to you. This is a step of action. Try and go down there and visit if you can, or wait until I'll, and I'll probably announce something within the next few weeks of when, when I'll be putting together a trip there, and you can come with us, come with me, and, and we would tour together, okay? So God bless you. I love you. Until we meet tomorrow, might you be strengthened and full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.